can be seated and we'll dismiss our kids to children's ministry. If you'll open your Bibles uh, to the book of Mark, chapter 12, Mark chapter 12. Today I want to I just do something really simple, and that is I want to attempt to describe the entire Christian life in a single sentence. There's, a, there's an old folk singer named Woody Guthrie uh, who, who once said, any fool can make something complicated, it takes a genius to make it simple. And just a, another fun Woody Guthrie quote, anyone who uses more than two chords is just showing off. Same thing, kind of. But teaching someone something is difficult because, uh, especially if it's a deep thing, a profound thing, because there are so many moving pieces and variables. So the mystery of godliness is great, the Bible says. Walking into and through the Christian life, it's kind of complicated. It's not a simple thing. But how do you help somebody understand what the main thing is? You know, when you're teaching someone how to play a game, you really just want to get them the bare minimum information so that they can start playing the game, right? And then they can learn the game as they're playing. And, you know, we're pretty good. We're pretty good at doing this in terms of answering another question. So if we were to ask the question, how does one become a Christian? We all instinctively know that that answer, whatever it would be, would be, need to be short and succinct. Right? There can't be too many moving pieces. You need to be able to tell someone how they can become a Christian in a relatively simple way. That's important, and we're actually pretty good at that. We're pretty good at sharing the gospel and the call of the gospel in simple and succinct ways so people understand this is how one becomes a Christian. But then we get to the next question. Okay, now that I'm a Christian, how do I be a Christian? Now we need to be able to describe that in a succinct way. And that's what I'm going to attempt to do today. And I'm not going to cover every little thing about being a Christian, but what I'd like to try to do is to offer one succinct vision for what it looks like to be a Christian, what it looks like to act as a Christian in the world. The truth is, is that as we're moving through our lives, we already have some quick, succinct vision for what that looks like. We typically understand a couple of things. One, if I'm a Christian that's really the dominant identity for my whole life. It's, it's the overarching main thing. This is the reality of my identity that's supposed to have overarching implications for every area of my life. So we all understand kind of that Christianity is supposed to not just be something we do on Sundays, but it's supposed to be sort of affecting every little bit of my life. The problem is, is that if our vision for what it means to be a Christian is too complicated, well, we're really never able to apply just a simple, succinct, strategic, short vision in every area of our life. So that's what we're going to try to do today. How does one be a Christian? And how can we do that? How can we describe that as simple as possible? We go through phases, I think, most of us, when we're thinking about this question. We all kind of carry around operative sentences for what it means to be a Christian. And I think all of us have gone through the phase where uh, what it means to be a Christian is to not do a bunch of stuff we used to do, right? So, so there's the, the phase of if you were to ask someone at a certain moment in their, in their conversion experience, you know, what does it mean to be a Christian? It's like, well, I don't do this. I don't do that. I can't do that. You know, it, it, there's the don't phase, right? But of course, that's true to some extent, but we really don't 
build a life out of a negative vision, right? We don't really build a life out of trying not to be something. We've got to have a clear vision of what to be. Um, you know, maybe there's another stage that we go through where it's just a mystical phase uh, where we say, well, to be a Christian just means to love God. It's like, well, okay, what does that mean? Because that's a pretty complicated word, love. What does that actually mean? How does that actually affect me? What, what, what sort of actions should be different? So I'm going to take a stab at that this morning, and I'm going to take you to Mark chapter 12, verse 29. This is a text that is repeated in all the Gospels in one way or another. Jesus, giving clear understanding of the central issue related to our walk with God, he says this, the most important is hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And here I'd just like to draw your attention there at the end of verse 31, how Jesus takes two things that are plural and makes it a singular. There is no greater commandment than these. They're the same thing in some way, and we'll unfold what that looks like as we proceed. So that's a really helpful uh, synopsis of what it means to be a Christian. Love God with your whole being. Love your neighbor as yourself. But I want to take it one step further because I'm still left when I read that asking, well, how does one love God? What does it mean to love God? And I want to take it one step further and suggest that if you were to describe the, the, the majority of what it means to be a Christian in one sentence, it would simply be that I am called to love God by loving my neighbor. That doesn't cover everything, but it covers a great deal, and it would be enough to get a new believer into the game where they can figure out the rest as they go on. If I were to describe this one sentence of what does it mean, how, 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 what does it look like to be a Christian, it would be, I am called to love God with my whole being by loving my neighbor with my whole being. So let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Let's first of all ask, does that statement have biblical validity? Is it, is it valid in Scripture to say that the primary uh, sort of action or activity or guiding purpose of Christian being is to love God by loving people? Well, I think it does. Um, so we could, we could think through Jesus' life, and we can say Jesus never did anything apart from love of the Father. Everything Jesus did was, was done in love for the Father, Right? And then we can ask, well, what percentage of Jesus' actions were horizontal in nature? Like, what did Jesus do with most of his life? We loved people, right? So simultaneously, we see that most of Jesus' time was spent caring for people. And we can also say that all of that was done in love for the Father. You think of uh, the Apostle Paul. He's got this, this lofty vertical statement in Philippians 3, 7. He says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. 